Welcome! You found the Out of the Ordinary podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy. And a few of my favorite ordinary summer things are roses in my garden, a dash through the lawn sprinkler, and fresh corn on the cob, grilled. And a few of mine are watermelons so sweet that the juice runs down your face and stains your elbows, campfires that smell of sweet pine cones, and vanilla-flavored iced coffee with cream that can crack any face into a grin. We hope these conversations help you see the extra hidden right in plain sight in your ordinary life, too. Get comfy. Here we go. Christy, today I did something I have not done in like four and a half months. I don't know. I've lost track of time. Time has no meaning to me anymore. (laughs) I don't even know. But two girlfriends invited me to meet them for breakfast or brunch, which is even better. And I left the house to go and do that. It was amazing. (laughs) It was amazing. And it's funny because as soon as we started planning it, I'm not joking you, I pictured immediately where I wanted to go. And my mouth started to water instantly because this place, it's called Georgia Grace. It's here in Ellicott City. So if anyone's in Maryland listening, it's an old town. Ellicott City is this adorable little part of Ellicott City. And it's sort of, um, it's not a cobblestone street, but it kind of has that vibe like it's Main Street, right? In old Ellicott City. And there's this tiny little cafe called Georgia Grace. And last summer... My kids right around now would have been going to a VBS, a vacation Bible school at our church. And when I would drop them off, I would go and sit at Georgia Grace Cafe for two and a half hours and eat crepes and drink cappuccino while reading a book. It was so great. So when they (laughs) asked about getting together, I immediately could taste the crepes from Georgia Grace. (laughs) I was so excited to go. And we actually kept adjusting our schedules because they, so because of everything opening carefully and precautions, um, not every place is open every day. They're only open certain hours. They can only have certain capacity. You have to, so we went online, read all the regulations, adjusted our plans twice to make sure we could go on a day they were open. And I just have to tell you, my friend, it was worth it. It was so good. Oh, I bet. I bet. Okay, so I want to hear more about that. And also, I think these are definitely the stories we need to tell this week because I think you know that I, too, (laughs) left the house (laughs) and went and sat at a table with my husband for the first time, we realized, since February. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But we did it, too. So, okay. So, let's, let's talk about it because this is... One of the things that's so ordinary, right? And, you know, four months ago, we took it absolutely for granted that sometimes you left your house and you went to a cafe or a coffee shop or a restaurant and you sat alone with a book or you met friends. And that was just one of those favorite ordinary things, right? We're always talking about our favorite ordinary things. But it's no longer an ordinary thing. It's an absolutely extraordinary thing. Right. I think it's given us all fresh eyes. Like all these things we took for granted now Mm -hmm. feel like so magical to get to go and do. So, yeah, we parked. It was a hot day. I wore my, you know, we wore our masks in. And then once we were at the table, we were allowed to take them off. But what was funny is that, so this place is really well known for its crepes, which actually 
in South Africa, we just call pancakes. That's that's what we, you know, we don't, the kind of thick pancakes you make in America, we call flapjacks. I don't understand. It's the British, right? So anyway, it's like South African pancake crepes, but then you can get all these fillings. Oh, <laughs> so they have one that's cut, it's strawberries, banana, whipped, cr- like, clean, you know, cream, thick cream from scratch and Nutella. So my mouth is actually watering as I speak to you. But they also have then all these savory breakfast sandwiches. So like it's like thick farm bread and poached eggs and kale and like a chipotle crema and bacon. And so we were very torn, the three of us, like, what will we order? And I had come thinking I would get the crepes. But when you put me around bacon, I immediately (laughs) feel like I must have bacon too. And so what is so funny is at first we were like, let's share, like, we'll get a crepe. I'll do half, you do half, we'll share the breakfast sandwich. And then my friend Lorraine was like, well, I mean, like if I had leftovers, I could just take it for my daughter. And I was like, that's true. I could do the same. And the three of us each ended up ordering a giant crepe as well as a giant breakfast sandwich. <laughs> oh, good for you. I it think you so had good. to. After we had so to. many months. We had to. Aww. It's such it's this adorable little coffee shop, but it has... Hanging on one wall, this giant tapestry that is that famous painting, Klimt's painting, The Kiss. Do you know mm-hmm. which one I'm talking about? It's yes. so beautiful. It's hanging on the wall and there's flower boxes out the window and they brought the cappuccino to the table with the crepes. And I thought I was going to start crying. I was like, <laughs> it's so wonderful. I feel like I'm being reborn. <laughs> so great to be with you guys. Uh, and we met at 10 in the morning. So we like ate our way through kind of like each had half of something left. And then they were like, would you like to go boxes? And we said, sure. And they brought two box to go boxes and we boxed up. But then we did that thing where you keep sitting and you keep talking. And we talked for four hours and wow. got to the point where we then reopened our to go boxes <laughs> and finished the rest of the food. <laughs> And the reason I, the story mattered to me on many levels, but one of them, when I think about you and I think about these conversations and we think about the community that listens to the podcast who around this time last year, we were getting ready to host at the barn. That's right. At the Black Barn. We had people come for real. My friend Lynn said such an interesting thing. She talked about friendship where it feels like you've got friends who are her, which she, I think the way she described it was lean back people. And I was like, what do you mean? We were, you know, we we're asking her, what do you mean by that? She's like, oh, it's just so great to be with you guys because you're lean back people. And she said, you know, it's like after you get done eating and you're not in a rush to leave and maybe you like undo your top button and you, <laughs> you lean back in your chair and you just kind of settle in and you get ready for all the conversation that's still going to come. And you order a second coffee and you pick at your leftovers and you're just leaning back, ready for what the person is going to bring to the conversation. And I just thought, oh my gosh, that has got to be my love language right there, sitting at tables with lean back people. Oh, I love it. I'm a lean back person, right? Yes. I think Are I you am. kidding me? How would we yeah. be friends all this time if we yeah, weren't? I think so. <laughs> I've just never put it in those words. That's really great. I've never think, either. So, you know, I went out this week as well and I, I didn't get to meet friends, but I went out with 
my best friend, my husband. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, so a husband is a different kind of friend because you're with him all the time, <laughs> especially in these um, quarantine months where, you know, we've both been working at home and schooling the kids at home. We've been together constantly. And yet there's something about leaving the house, sitting at a table, eating in a totally different atmosphere and environment um, that spurs and sparks new conversation. And I always know that when we do that, and we used to do it regularly, um, often we because we we both normally often work from home and have home offices, we would often go out for lunch while the kids were in school. And I would know that when when we sat down at the table that we would discuss things that otherwise would never come up. And we would discuss them at more depth. You know, we'd have the kind of conversations where you're talking now about hopes and dreams and, you know, all right. all Not just stuff. toilet paper shortages. Yes. Right. <laughs> Not just panic over being with your children. Yes. Exactly. But like the real deep, you know, knowing each other kinds of conversations. So I have to, you're, you set the scene so beautifully. And I actually know Ellicott City and I haven't been there in years. Oh, it was a special place. I didn't know John that. and I used to visit. Yeah, we used to go occasionally when we lived in Northern Virginia. Virginia, when we were newlyweds and we didn't have kids and we loved um, wandering those beautiful streets. So I'd love to go back, but we went to a special place in our area, one of my favorite places. So kind of like you, when you knew, oh, I'm going to leave the house yes. and you knew exactly where you wanted to go. <laughs> Jonathan and I haven't actually planned to leave the house. Um, we're you know, like many people being very careful, um, even as quarantine lifts in our area and, and, and it become things open back up, but we're, you know, we have what we need at home. So we, we haven't really been in a big rush to, um, to get out there just for fun. I mean, it's different if you need to leave the house for work or other things, but just for fun, we thought, you know, we're going to be very careful about that. But then <laughs> John told me, he said, Christy, um, and this is right before my birthday as well. He said, Christy, I made reservations for your birthday. <gasps> oh. And I said, what? What do you mean? Where? What? How? Um, our area just actually, today we're recording this, Lisa Joe. Today actually, I think, is the day when our area um, shifts to its its green phase, its final reopening. So I, I wasn't prepared for this. He said, I made reservations. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, Chrissy, I was Googling our favorite place. It is, um, you'll love this, Lisa Joe. It's a little pub in horse country. It looks like it was plucked from the English countryside and it sits <laughs> on a branch of the Brandywine Creek. Oh, so my. it has gurgling water in the back, um, horse farms all around. So you see horses in these green fields, um, this little pub. And we used to go there, you know, frequently. He said, Christy, I Googled um, the tavern just to see if by chance they were doing takeout and a button popped up and said, make your reservation. So I clicked it <laughs> <laughs> and discovered that they are taking reservations just for their outside seating area. So you wow. still can't yeah. eat inside. The little pub is so tiny and right. crowded and I'm, I don't know when they'll, they'll be able to reopen that. But if you go and you wear a mask through the little pub, they will seat you out back on the stone terrace right by the creek, trees overhead and, and gurgling water. So he told me about this and he said, I hope that's okay because I know we, we hadn't really planned to get back out there to restaurants. And I said, oh, that is more than okay. <laughs> so okay. 
Okay, so the the day came. Um, actually, it ended up being the day after my birthday because uh, that that was the day. Again, like you, we had to go online. We had to figure out the schedules. Um, you know, when are they open? When can we get in? We we ended up with reservations. They have to stagger people so much um, in order to keep the capacity low. So we ended up with dinner reservations at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> Um, so because it was 4.30, I was a little bit rushed after having a lot of work that day. And so I was a little bit rushed and getting ready to go. And I realized, Lisa Joe, all at once, I didn't know how to prepare myself to go out in public. I, it's been so long. <laughs> like, I couldn't is- find any earrings. <laughs> I almost couldn't find my wedding ring. And then I got nervous. I, I eventually found it. But I realized I have not worn my wedding ring or earrings in four months. So I couldn't find that. And then shoes, I thought, oh my gosh, I've been wearing like garden clogs outside for months. Forever. <laughs> so I had to find shoes. And then I went downstairs and I wanted to find lipstick. I didn't know where my lipstick was. And then I realized, oh, it's probably in the purse that I last used the last time wow. I left the house. So then I had to find where is the purse <laughs> that I carried. So I finally found the purse. And Lisa Joe, I found in there, I know that the last thing I did before everything shut down is I went to see my allergist. Right. I found this bag and it had all my paperwork still from that appointment. It had wow. my little, um, you know, small bag with like my lipsticks and and it was and car keys and things that I, because John's been doing the grocery shopping, I just haven't used that bag once. It was a, it was such a surreal experience that I, I told John once we did finally sit at the table, I feel like I needed, that was something I should have done slowly and thoughtfully. Instead, I just rushed through trying to find all the things, but it, it felt so momentous. Like, look mm. at me putting on shoes, wearing my wedding, wedding ring, looking for earrings, you know, <laughs> putting yeah. on lipstick. It felt like such a big deal. And yet there I was just rushing through it so we could make these reservations. But when we sat down, oh, Lisa Joe, it was the most gorgeous evening. It had been really hot and muggy the day before, but that evening it was cool. The sun was out, but back on their terrace, it's all shaded from umbrellas and trees. And uh, we settled into our table and ordered our drinks, and you could hear the water flowing. And it was like the deepest, deep sigh ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, so good. And then the eating, which comes first, right? And then the talking, yeah, the leaning back, the leaning back and talking, which is so good. Oh, man. I feel like I'm falling in love with just these ordinary moments of our lives. Like, I feel like it's a love letter, again, back to ordinary life, recognizing the value of those moments that are so worth writing stories about and telling stories about because they're so vital. I think we've all longed so much for togetherness again you know but like not just in our house where we're trapped <laughs> but like as a chance to refresh our souls and our minds and our conversations and our communities mm-hmm. and you're right it reminds me that almost exactly one year ago you and I were setting tables <laughs> in the black barn and outside on the grass outside the barn and preparing to welcome podcast listeners and readers and friends to the Black Barn here at Maplehurst for uh, to celebrate your book coming out and to just finally connect face-to-face with our people. We were getting ready for that. And boy, it was amazing. I still return to those photos over and over again. So it's really meaningful that today here in the podcast, we can 
tell everyone that we're doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Same but different. <laughs> Ordinary but extraordinary. We're setting, we're setting tables again. We're opening doors again. But we're doing it in a way that is possible today, not just given the restrictions of our lives, but possible so that more people can join us. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you live within driving distance of Maplehurst in the Black Barn. It doesn't matter if you live on the other side of the globe. You get to come in because mm. we're opening the doors to the Black Barn online. It's so exciting. And if you have been a longtime listener, you probably know back in February, we opened the doors for a brief, just a, f- a week to invite some folks in to come and help us as we figured out the Black Barn online, kind of like how you have those friends or guests who come a day early. And we right. had that last year when we were setting up for the real barn. We had friends come early, come in, help us with the work. And so there have been people who've come in in February, but the experience there in that space has shown us what sacred ground that is and how excited we've been to think intentionally, what does it look like to really open the doors of the Black Barn online and invite everybody to come in and join us. And so that is starting today. Today is, and I love this language that Christy has talked about. It's like an open house. That's what's happening in the barn. It's an open house. So anytime, you know how that sometimes people I know will email you or be like, hey, I'm in, you know, your area in Pennsylvania. Could I just drive by? (laughs) Like, could I stop by and visit the barn? And I completely get that. And this is our invitation to say to you, if you've ever been curious what is this community like beyond just the podcast and what happens in the Black Barn online and what can I expect? And you're just curious and you want to come poke on in, please come. We have drinks ready. (laughs) It's so easy. Just go to blackbarnonline.com. We will have it in the show notes. We'll share it here many, many times. Um, But we have an open house between now, July 1st and July 13th. So you have almost exactly two weeks to come on in, stop by for a visit, get comfy, look around. And we'll take some time here today to share a little bit of what you can expect, but you just have to come and see it for yourself. Like with most things, just come and check it out. Blackbarnonline.com. That's right. And not only is it free and accessible and the doors are wide open during this these open house days, um, but it will remain free and accessible in the doors will always be open. That means we are not going to charge a fee for um, becoming a member and joining us in the Black Barn online. Uh, We essentially realize what we want is something like a real barn. (laughs) So we want a real barn with a big gathering room and we're not checking tickets at the door. You just get to come on in and you get to participate in our regular weekly rhythms. We like to say that in the Black Barn Online, we are turning social media's usual ways upside down. (laughs) We're doing it differently. Um, And so we'll we'll talk more about that. But that means uh, you can come in now uh, for open house, but then it's not—it's uh, not like we're going to switch things up, and you're going to have to decide, you know, if if you're willing to buy a ticket or uh, pay a certain price. You, you get to stay. You get to stay. It's always free. That means I hope that it'll be easier for you to invite your friends to say, "Hey, come check out this place with me." Um, so that's that's just a new thing and something that we really wanted to to try to do is just to keep it accessible and open. So come on in, but especially we encourage you to come on in during open house week because we'll be really focused on welcoming people and on telling you what it's about and showing you around. It's sort of like there'll be guides, you know, you'll have some help. Host. (laughs) Find yourself around some hosts. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we do encourage you to to come in today if you can, July 1st, or or especially any time over the next two weeks. So yeah, what's it like in the Black Barn online? So we talk about a weekly rhythm, Lisa Joe. We have yeah. this weekly rhythm there. And uh, let me just talk it through. So it, it it starts on a Monday, and it's super easy to pop in or out, check in or out. The thing about a rhythm is that you know what to expect. You know, even if you're not on your phone or on your computer, you have a sense of what's happening in the barn that day. And you get to decide, hey, am I going to go be a part of that? Or, or do I need to focus on my real life outside of my phone and computer today? Um, and so it's meant to be reliable and consistent and quiet and not too fast. And so there isn't this sense that I often have on social media of um, what's happening. What am I missing out on? What conversations are happening that I don't, you know, I'm not participating in? What am I missing? And that sense of like, you always need to be checking in. But we have a regular quiet rhythm. So on Mondays, there's a, a video greeting and some encouragement from our um, sort of informal community chaplain, Amy Knorr, who is a dear longtime friend of mine. And she's been helping us cultivate this online barn community. So she is such a great just guide and like chaplain a, like to a, us all. So like she a gives spiritual video director, greetings. I feel like. I just feel like she just is one of those she people really who helps, yeah, take you kind of on a pilgrimage that you didn't know you needed. Yes. Yeah, she is. She's like a pilgrim guide. She really is. So Amy, you know, starts the week off for us on Mondays with her video. Um, Tuesdays, oh, and, and every day, actually, there's these gorgeous um, or, or original benedictions that she writes for us with um, artfully designed, and you can download them and put them on your computer screen or print them or use them as your, your lock screen on your phone. So every day, these beautiful benedictions that she offers, these blessings, words of blessing over our community that she offers us. And uh, on Tuesdays, I pop in with Tuesday Taste, <laughs> one of the topics that we love to explore, of course around a table, but in the online barn is, you know, taste and flavor. So I have some reflection on food and eating and or cooking or good food growing in my garden, all kinds of things on Tuesdays. Wednesday is a quiet day intentionally. That gives anyone a chance to just pop in and share or catch up on anything they've missed. Um, but it's in just intentionally a slower midweek day. Thursdays, Lisa Joe, you you yes. pop into the the Blackburn online with a, a prompt for our podcast listeners, some question or some like provocation to start conversation, which is so so special because our listeners here on the podcast know that how much conversation matters to you and I, how yeah. much we think that it is just um, it's what friendship is built on, and so it's been so fun, and we're looking forward to doing that more and more with our podcast listeners in the online barn that that every Thursday conversation sparked by that week's podcast. And then my favorite part of the weekly rhythm comes on Friday and Saturday because first we end the week with reflection around a Friday table, we call it, um, where we uh, reflect on our experiences that week prompted by some original writing from, from someone in our community. So we reflect at the Friday table and then on Saturday, we celebrate. So we have a regular post called Saturday Celebration where we get to share our creative offerings. You know, big value in the Blackburn Online is that healthy communities are really good soil for creativity and faith. And that we're all made to be creative. We're made in the image of a creative God. We are wonderfully made 
and we make wonderful things. And so on Saturdays, it's a chance to share some of what we've made, any kind of art. I mean, art comes in so many forms. It might be baking. It might be crochet. It might be a poem you wrote. It might be a painting you painted. It might be a blog post you wrote. Um, so many, a song. Oh my goodness. We've had musicians um, record songs for us and share them. So on Saturday, we celebrate. And that's our weekly rhythm, a week in and week out with occasional special events thrown in. But it's quiet and good. It's good. It's a good rhythm. It's fun listening to you talk about it. I think for a long time, these are things we've had in conversations with one another, but it's fun to hear you share it with the community. And I, what I was thinking as I was listening to you, as you talk specifically about the rhythms, because I think part of what, especially those of you who followed my journey when I stepped away from social media is because that space can just feel like, you know, what the visual for me is like when a fireman are attaching a fire hose to a fire hydrant, that high pressure spray. But I don't know if you've ever seen like in comedy videos or things that went wrong, when they lose control of the hose pipe, it just whips everywhere, <laughs> just sprays. It's like this wild, out of control, water gushing, and it's not useful to anybody. And social media can feel that way to me. Like yeah. there are many good things about it, but when it just completely pours at you without any <laughs> sense of order or control. It's overwhelming. And what we're trying to do in the Black Barn online is create instead for you a guided experience. And when you use the word rhythms, Christy, I love that so much because there's something so healthy about that. It's why in the summer it can be hard because we're trying to find new rhythms with our kids. It's not helpful yeah. to them to just lie in bed until one every day <laughs> as, as much as they might enjoy it. I know it's not good for them. But I also think a lot about what I've learned from you over the years when it comes to the church's liturgical calendar is all about rhythms too. And it's those rhythms, that intentionality that lead us through different seasons that we both anticipate and then appreciate in different ways. And so, because the barn is set up to have the structure where not, you know, if you're a bit of an introvert and you feel nervous to come into a social space where you don't know anybody, the great thing about rhythms is you know what to expect, you know what's expected of you, you understand what's happening in the space, and for me, who feels a little bit these days like a social media introvert, I've really enjoyed knowing like that's what's happening in the barn today. And that's how we're all interacting with it today. And it it both quiets your mind and soul, but it also invites creativity and participation in a way that's easier to access, I think, than just the fire hose of social media. So listen, don't don't just listen to us. Like I hope right now, wherever you are, you're like opening up your laptop and pulling up blackbarnonline.com <laughs> because I don't know of any other spaces quite like this that are designed for listening and for recognizing that art is supposed to be a conversation. Mm -hmm. It isn't just about, look at this thing I did that I want you to buy. It's instead an invitation to say, I created something. And I love to see how it connects with your life. And we want that to happen. We want faith, art, creativity, and community all to live in this barn and feel welcome so that the creator and the person who receives the art are just as welcome together. There's mm -hmm. no big or little, right? you know, there's just together. So, man, I really hope you'll check it out and tell your friends, blackbarnonline.com, open house happening now. That's right. And if you come on in, you will see some things there that others don't yet know about, 
that we are going to talk more about next week in our podcast. Yes. We have, I mean, it's not only that weekly rhythm I described, but we're so excited about tables we're setting in the barn. But we're going to talk about that next week. So you need to come back to the podcast next week to hear more about that. Or just go into the barn today and find out <laughs> and you'll, for yourself. You'll see, you'll see what we're talking about. But we realized in order to share with you the bounty that is the barn, today we just want to invite you to the open house. And But we want to let you know we believe in lean back conversations that take place around tables. And there are going to be some very special tables in the barn. So if you are at blackbarnonline.com today, you'll see what we're talking about. And if you want to learn more, come back next week. Or if you haven't checked it out yet, come back next week. Come back next week, regardless. Come back next week. (laughs) We're going to talk about the tables that are waiting for us in the barn. And uh, we can't can't wait to invite you to just linger there with us for a long time. Lisa Joe, I just, even talking about it, I just get goosebumps because, and our listeners will understand, they've, you know, if they've been listening for a long while, they've heard our stories, they've heard us talk about this constant desire to create a place and welcome people in and gather people in. And, and they'll know as well that you and I and John, my husband, we'd started to do that here with an actual black barn. And that's what we were up to a year ago as we invited uh, people to come for a live podcast recording in the Black Barn. So we had begun that work. But even while we were doing that, Lisa Joe, I always had the sense that it was just the first step, that it wasn't the whole story. It wasn't the whole thing. And I, I especially felt a burden for those people who would say things like, oh, I'd love to be there with you, but I live, you know, right. in Australia or you know, <laughs> I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to join you, but I live too far or I can't travel. And while some people might not have felt burdened by that, I mean, you know, when I invite people to my house, I don't think about all the people who can't come to my house. When I love my neighbors, I don't think about the people who maybe are too far away to, to for me to easily call neighbor. And yet... This was different. Last summer, inviting people here, I felt an invitation in that burden. I felt there's some invitation here. There's some way that this is meant to be for more people, but I didn't understand it. I didn't know what that way would be. And it has only been through this slow like following of breadcrumbs, really, that we have started to build this new dream, this deeper vision of an online community with an online gathering place. And then, Lisa Joe, just as we were leaning into that dream and making it a reality, what, what happens but a global pandemic? I mean, I do actually have goosebumps right now because for months now, we haven't had anyone in the Black Barn here at Maplehurst. And I don't know when we'll have another in real life gathering in that barn around tables. I don't know. But I'm holding that very lightly. I am okay with all of that because we have built the Black Barn online and we're gathering there and we're setting tables there. And it feels so right and so good in ways that I never could have anticipated. And um, when we meet face-to-face in the Black Barn online, which we do through photos or our little profile pictures, or even live Zoom meetings sometimes where we really get to talk via video. We do it without masks on. And I mean that in a spiritual sense. Like we come, it's such a welcoming place that we can be our authentic selves. So we're not wearing any kind of mask that would, you know, have us be, you know, trying to 
put on some kind of show. So we're not wearing that kind of mask, but we're also not wearing masks, right. which right now in Pennsylvania, right. you know, if I leave the house, I have to put on a mask. Right. You know, when I went to the the tavern with Jonathan, we wore our mask, you know, to walk through through and to our table. Um, and so the Black Barn Online right now, I'm realizing it's one of the few places where I am seeing people face to face without masks. And while we need our masks, you know, in everyday life, this isn't about, you know, whether or not people are wearing masks in your communities. It's just one more example of something different and something special, even if it's just a metaphor. You know, if we just think about the mask as a metaphor of of um, really seeing one another truly, I'm grateful for all the ways that um, the Blackburn Online is allowing people to connect in good and true ways. I think, I think in large part because it isn't that fire hose. It is a quieter space. It is, it's like built on a human scale. I think oftentimes social media is not it's like built for robots or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the Black Barn Online is built for humans. <laughs> there you go. What better endorsement do you need? Come to the blackbarnonline.com. If you are human, you are welcome. <laughs> we can't wait to tell you more next week. But in the meantime, please come check it out. Tell your friends about it. We're so excited. It's open house and it starts today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, won't you take a moment right now, open up that podcast app and look for the subscribe button right next to our podcast profile image. And we think this podcast is best enjoyed with friends. So tell a friend, click share episode in your podcast app and send a friend our link. 